Hey, what is going on guys, the DK. Back at you with another video here to bring in the eight game NBA main set on Sunday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings, and I'm now making videos as well for NBA Top Shots. If you guys are not familiar with NBA Top Shots, basically virtual trading cards, virtual moments. I have a couple videos already up on my channel if you guys are interested in learning more. Um, if you guys cannot watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. I will link in the description below. It's called the DKDFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com and esports as well as an NBA package. And then finally, I want to thank Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring the show. If it's your first time watching or maybe you're just not familiar with Underdog, they have uh, daily fantasy snake drafts as well as uh, season-long best ball. So if you guys are into best ball, Underdog is for sure you. They have is for you. Um, they have NBA, NFL, NHL, um, MLB, all that good stuff. So um, after you sign up uh, and make your first deposit, you just go DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word for a money back guarantee up to $100. And before we jump into the video, I just want to thank you guys again for the continued support. Uh, closing in on 8.5,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you guys do enjoy this content, please leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you know when to go live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow before locked to go over everything and answer all your guys' questions. But with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before I talk about players and the prices for this eight-game slate, we can look back at my lineup here from Saturday. And Saturday, I am very, very tilted. Very, very tilted. So let's go over my lineup. Um, Luca, Derrick Rose, uh, Ingles, Vanderbilt, McGee, Harden, Richardson, and Stephen Adams. So I took a little bit of a riskier approach here with some of the value plays. Uh, Vanderbilt was a guy that's like, the minutes have been all over the place for him, um, but he's a good point for a guy, so I took a shot on him. He did only play 23 minutes, but it was really solid, got 33 fancy points. I told you guys I was really high in both Ingles and Clarkson, um, but I had, uh, I, I honestly should have played both of them. But uh, I only got to Ingles. He was really good, 35 fancy points. Derek Rose is a guy I was um, also really high on, 42 fancy points. What I'm really upset about is Dallas broken game blowout. Just so frustrated. I like. I just feel like I always get screwed at the blowouts. Um, that's what it feels like recently, at least. Um, because, yeah, Luka and Har like Harden was 50%. Luka, 16% owned. Both round pays were really good games. Harden got, he literally, I think, came in for the fourth quarter for like one minute and then came back out. I saw that. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, so, yeah, that game stays close. They probably both go for at least 60-plus, at least. Um, so that that hurt. Um, plus the fact that Embiid, of course, that game goes to overtime. Uh, I used Javel McGee as a contrarian uh, value play because I was a little bit worried. I, I thought, you know, there's a chance Jared Allen could get some foul trouble. Um, he did not. So, yeah, McGee didn't play a ton. But, again, that was a shot I was willing to take. I took a risky approach. I uh, used Jay Rich there just because it kind of fit. And the Steven Adams thing was a mistake. I'm really mad at myself for that. Should have pivoted to either Clarkson or McConnell and went down from Josh Richardson again. That was definitely a mistake in my my part. I'm really, really mad at myself for doing that, for keeping him in there. Uh, once we got that news that Brogdon was out, I should have got McConnell into my lineup. I, well, side note, he played 45 minutes tonight, TJ McConnell. 45, like what? 45 minutes? Um, but yeah, that was 100% a mistake for me. Um, I should not have left Adams in my lineup. Should have pivoted to either Clarkson or McConnell there and then went down uh, from Josh Richardson. So um, really, really mad at myself for that. That was just a, a mistake I should not have made. But um, yeah, that's it for the look back, guys. So yeah, a little bit tilting. 100% made a mistake there by keeping Adams in. Should have pivoted to either McConnell or Clarkson. And then the blowout, just so frustrating. 
Um, all right, but let's uh, let's move on to this slate. So we got three games out right now. Warriors and Lakers are two twenty four and a half over under. The Lakers are four point favorites. Knicks and Pistons are two fifteen over under. The Knicks are one point favorites. And Suns Timberwolves are two twenty six over under. The Suns are ten point favorites. All right, starting off with Washington and Boston. Washington's been pre- playing pretty well recently. I think they've won like six of the last seven games. Uh, Russell Westbrook being really consistent again. Triple double upside. He's gone for basically a triple double or close to a triple double in the last four games. Uh, a guy that's going to play mid-30s minutes. Sure, the matchup's not the best, but um, I think he is still viable here at that price point. Beal more of the contrarian play. He still got there, too. Um, again, a little bit more reliant on the scoring. When Westbrook's in there, can still get the peripherals, but like won't do it uh, to the extent that Russell Westbrook does. So would prefer still Westbrook to Beal if you made me pick. Value-wise, no thank you on Rui. Bertans to rely on the scoring. If you want to take a shot in the center roulette, you can. Uh, but I just don't want to go there in this eight game slate. Moving on to the Boston Celtics. So, uh, big news Jalen Brown currently questionable. If he is out, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker become two of the better plays of the slate. I know Jason Tatum has been shooting the ball absolutely terrible. Four of 20, four of 18. That's fine. That's going to scare some people off. If there's no Jalen Brown, he becomes one of the better plays of the slate for sure. So, really like Tatum if there's no Brown. Would really like Kemba Walker if there's no Jalen Brown. Kemba Walker had a big game last game, one for 48 fancy points. Both him and Jason Tatum would be the clear, uh, you know, guys in this offense. And if Brown is out, then we consider those fringe guys, value guards like Jeff Teague, Peyton Pritchard. Um, these guys should get more minutes if Jalen Brown is out. We'll see what they do the starting lineup. Uh, they continue to start Tyson, Tristan Thompson together. It's not really been working. I don't think they should continue to do that. Uh, minutes kind of fluctuate for these bigs. So... You can go to one of them for GBPs, but honestly, uh, I don't think one really stands out right now. And again, the minutes for all of them are kind of been up and down. Um, and yeah, that's really it. Like maybe there's a chance Naismith starts if there's no Jalen Brown, but I don't know if we have to go there. So we'll just keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that, right? The Jalen Brown news is huge. Now, if Jalen Brown is in fact in, I still think like the, the main three guys are pretty good because of the matchup, but need, none of those guys would be priorities for me. I'm moving on to Chicago and Toronto. Chicago's a team I don't have a ton of interest in. I think Levine for tournaments, still a little bit pricey though at 9.3K. Um, Kobe White at 6.6K. I think he, didn't he leave that game for injury or he came back? I want to say he did, or maybe that was the, the previous game. Um, either way, he's going to play probably around 30 to 35 minutes. Just a fair play at that price point. Just not a ton else I like here for Chicago. Moving on to Toronto, a little bit different. I'm, a, I'm definitely higher on this Toronto team. Really like Van Fleet, really like Flowery once again with no Pascal Siakam. These guys are going to be the number one and number two in the offense. Van Fleet shot six of 23 and still put up 40 plus fancy points. So do like him, do like Lowry, both a good amount. No Siakam, I do like Chris Boucher. He was a letdown, no doubt about it, last game starting at center. Played 28 minutes, only had, had less than one fantasy point per minute for Chris Boucher is just mind-boggling to me because he is such a good point for a guy if he starts at the center again i'm fine going right back to him also love the spot here so um yeah would like chris boucher a good amount if he starts norman powell the minutes are pretty secure for him my one concern which i always mention norman powell is most of the time he won't he won't do a ton of the peripherals so if he's not scoring real life points there's a chance he could hurt you og Anubi, i think is a fair play at that price probably plays over 30 minutes not a super high usage guy but the minutes should be there all right, New York and Detroit. Um, I'm fine going right back to Derrick Rose at 5'7". He was pretty low owned tonight. I was surprised about that. Um, he played 38 minutes. Now, I was not expecting 38 minutes. I was expecting like low 30s minutes. So if he's going to play high, like 35 plus minutes, then Derrick Rose becomes a really good play. Also, either way is a good play, but would become a better play, I should say. Um, also, revenge game narrative if you guys are into that. So I do like Derrick Rose if there's no Alfred Payton. 
Julius Randle just continues to get there. He continues to play big, big minutes too. Played 42 minutes tonight. Um, yeah, guy that again does all the peripherals, like the matchup. So Randle at the top, Rose in the mid range. Um, I know, uh, I think RJ Baird had a pretty solid game tonight too, uh, but not not really a guy I trust. Other than that, um, Taj Gibson at three seven got a little bit banged up, so. I think that's why Julius Randle played more. He played 42 minutes with no Taj Gibson. So, like, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe those, maybe they will just use Julius Randle as the backup five if uh, Taj Gibson's not available, which, again, would be a boost to Randle. So, um, that's really it there for New York. Moving on to Detroit. Jeremy Grant at 7-6. I think more of a GPP play. He's been a little bit up and down. Um, New York actually is not the best matchup. They've been pretty solid defensively. Mason Plumley is a guy that is also in play for tournaments, but with his foul issues, it's just never really somebody you're going to feel amazing about because it, he's fouled out like so many times this season. So that's, that's always a concern with Mason Plumley. Now there's still no DeLon Wright. So Dennis Smith Jr., Sabian Lee will man the point guard duties. It's been Dennis Smith Jr. playing more recently, 26 and 27 the last couple games. Revenge game narrative here too. Um, but the minutes are not secure. Previous two games, 15 and 18 after starting. So it's like both Saban Lee and DSJ are viable tournament plays, but um, I think they're kind of going to go with the hot hand there at point. Moving on to Memphis and Houston. So Jonas Valanciunas, my question for you guys is, who is going to defend Jonas Valanciunas? Houston is such a small ball team. JV should be able to feast. And he played 33 minutes that last game. Um, I really like JV here because I just, again, I don't know who's going to guard him on Houston. Like PJ Tucker cannot handle him. So JV, I think is a really good play at that price. I also like John Moran a good amount, seven, two. He's the guy that's going to play mid thirties minutes. Um, so John and JV, I'm really high on both. The rest of the options for Memphis, not a ton. I love, I think value wise, justice Winslow at 3.4 K is playable 21, 26 and 22 minutes. The last three games. He's been getting a decent amount of shot attempts up of 14, 10, and 8. Uh, moving on to Houston. So no Oladipo makes John Wall a pretty solid spend up at 8.3K. He should play mid-30s Mets will be their clear number one. I do like him. Uh, Eric Gordon should be the number two in the offense, a little bit more reliant in the scoring, but he should get a lot of shot attempts up. Probably plays low to mid-30s minutes. Definitely viable. Value-wise, um, with no Oladipo, that four, that group of four of like Tate, House, Waba, Sterling Brown are all playable here. Tate and House a little pricey at 5'6 um, and 5'3 respectively, but both are viable. Again, I think I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. David Nwaba, Sterling Brown should play more. They're a little bit cheaper. I think they're interesting value plays. PJ Tucker, I think for the first time all year, actually had a decent fantasy point game, went for 27 fantasy points. Uh, I will not be chasing that. Um, I think there's a chance like Patton might have to play a little bit here. He's really their only like big on the roster. Um, and Memphis is a pretty big team. So we'll see what Houston does. Uh, he might have to play a little bit more. Maybe uh, you can take a dart on him for tournaments. Golden State and the Lakers. I think Steph Curry is a good tournament play here. This game should be fun to watch. Um, again, Steph versus LeBron. We have Draymond Green, who was amazing for me last uh, slate at super low ownership. 61 fancy points. The price jumped, but I still have interest in him. Again, he's playing big minutes. He's being uh, very aggressive in the offensive end. He's controlling the ball a lot. 19 assists that last game. And he's, he's not going to go for 19 assists again. But uh, it is good to see that Draymond Green is, uh, again, 
going back to the Draymond Green of old. So I think he's a pretty solid play, even at the price point. Ubre, Wiggins, nah. Wiseman not playing enough minutes yet for me to consider him. Looney should play about 15 to 20, but I think there's probably better value plays on the slate. Moving on to the Lakers. LeBron James, a little pricey at 10-8, but still playable. Um, Kuzma, Harold Schroeder, all kind of just there. Um, there are secondary options to me. Schroeder's the guy that they feel like you can feel the most conf- confident in for the minutes. Harold, Kuzma's minutes kind of been up and down. Uh, Caruso did play 30 minutes the last game, but again, his minutes have been fluctuating. If Markeith Morris starts again, I think he's someone you could look to as a punt play. Has played over 20 minutes the last three games. So yeah, I think you could use him for salary relief if he starts again. Atlanta and Miami. Trey Young is the big news here. Currently questionable. If he's out, I'm going right to Rajon Rondo. Again, he would be the best value player of the slate, assuming he starts. Would like him a lot. Um, and then if Trey's out, Capella, John Collins get a boost. Probably would prefer Collins over Capella for the discount. Kevin Herter also gets a pretty big boost. There's no Trey Young. Um, so, yeah, that really would change some things if Trey is out. Uh, if Trey Young is in for the Atlanta Hawks, then I think he's an interesting uh, contrarian spend up at the top. Other than that, there wouldn't be a ton I love. I mean, Gallinari, I just don't like playing this guy because he's pretty reliant on scoring. He had a big, big game uh, two games ago when he shot uh, 13 of 16. Um, but, yeah, there, there wouldn't be a ton I would like if Trey's in. I mean, Tony Snell's been getting minutes, but I don't want to pay over 4K for Tony Snell. Uh, on the Miami side, Jimmy Baller just continues to get there no matter the matchup, and now he gets a good matchup. Um, yeah, I, I think he's in play no matter what. I mean, Jimmy Baller, again, he's been getting there in bad matchups. He's being super aggressive. I think he's a good play at the top. Even at that price point, I know you're paying a premium, but this Jimmy Baller right now is just on another level. Uh, Bam at a bio at 8.9K feels priced about right. Um, I think I would prefer Jimmy for a little bit more. Now, Tyler Hero News actually is pretty significant. He is currently questionable. And the reason I say that is Goran Dragic played 33 minutes last game. I, I was a little bit surprised because they took it easy on his minutes the first game, and then thir- they just unleashed him the second game. So if there's no Hero and we're going to get 30-ish minutes out of Goran Dragic, he is too cheap a 5-4. So would like him a good amount if there's no Tyler Hero. And then Kelly Linick for value, I, I think he's actually decent. Uh, you know, probably plays 25 to 30 minutes has not been a super high usage guy in this offense but this is a good matchup and a 4.4k that price makes him in play all right two games left phoenix and uh, minnesota so love the spot here for the phoenix suns booker paul ayton are, are the main three that i'm really looking to paul i think is the the guy that i look to first because the fact that uh, again he's stuffing the stat sheet he's being way more aggressive on the offensive end than we saw earlier in the year um honestly has triple double upside um, 15 assists, 10 assists, 9 assists the last three games. Again, fantastic matchup. So Chris Paul is the guy I'm looking to in the Phoenix Suns. DeAndre Ayton's been up and down, but this is, if he can stay out of foul trouble, is a good matchup. Carlton Town's not a good defender, so um, you could even pair them both together for tournaments if you want to. Scrolling down a bit more, I will even mention Cam Johnson played three minutes of the first half, and then, what, 15 in the second half, got 15 fancy points. I think the plan is for, if there's no Dario Sarch, for him to play over 20 minutes, and then would become a, a definitely a viable value play. Um, all right, moving on to Minnesota. So, Carlton Towns at the top at 10-1. Uh, again, with no Malik Beasley, no DeAndre Russell, he is clearly, clearly their number one in the offense. I think he's a good contrarian spend-up. Anthony Edwards at almost 7K just for GPPs. He got 22 shot attempts up. Again, he's going to shoot the ball a ton, uh, but don't love the price for him. Rubio, no thank you. Again, Vanderbilt was good, but only played 23 minutes. Makes him a little riskier now. 4.6K, still playable, but again, I just don't really trust the minutes. 
and with no uh, Malik Beasley, it was actually a combination of a Koji and uh, Noel that got a, a pretty big boost. A Koji started, played 29 minutes, a lower usage guy, but if he starts again, playable. And then Noel off the bench, uh, played 26 minutes, had 30 fancy points. So those are the two value guys that got the boost. Um, I think they're both uh, pretty solid, uh, you know, plays at their respective prices. Do I still trust the minutes on either of them? Not really, because again, they, they added Jared Culver to the rotation. He played 14 minutes. They can always add guys. It feels like Minnesota just has like 30 guys on the bench that can play. Um, so that always like is a little bit concerning. McLaughlin has been, was disappointing that last game only had nine fan back-to-back disappointing games for him. But previously he was kind of consistent. I think he will go overlooked, but he should play again, the backup point guard and play about 20 minutes. Final game here, and we saved the best for last. Charlotte, Sacramento. By my luck this this last week, that means this game is going to blow out. But, um, yeah, I absolutely love this game. Both teams shorthanded. Both teams run tight rotations. And both teams play no defense. So this is just the recipe for an amazing stack. Um, Yeah, absolutely love this game. LaMelo Ball for tournaments will go overlooked because of the price point. Not a cash game play. But I think plays 35 plus minutes. This is one of the best possible matchups, and a guy that has, uh, you know, can stuff a statue. So do like Lamella Ball a good amount. Rogier, Gordon Hayward, secondary plays for me. Would rather get to Lamella Ball. PJ Washington, if there's no Cody Zeller and he starts the five, would be a really good play. The one concern with PJ Washington, like Mason Plumley, he's always in foul trouble. So that is the concern there. If he starts at the five, is foul trouble risk? Um, again, Cody Zeller is questionable if he misses. Um, there's a chance. I mean, Sacramento is a bigger team, so maybe they start Biombo at the five. We'll see if Biombo starts. Yeah, he's playable. Not a super high usage guy, but if he starts, I think we'd probably get at least 20-ish minutes. Malik Monk off the bench has actually been decent. He has. Now, again, not going to do a ton of the peripheral stats, but uh, 29, 40, and 33 fans once the last three games. It is a good matchup. So if there's no Zeller, that's just one less body in the rotation. You could go there. Um, Miles Bridges, I think we kind of know we're getting out of him. Mid-20s minutes. Not a super high usage guy, but... Um, not out of play. And then Cody Martin started that last game, played 25 minutes, not a high usage guy either. Um, but if he starts again, you could go there for some salary relief. All right. And then on the Sacramento King side, so no Halliburton, really like Fox, even at eight, six, I think this price will scare some people off, but he should play big minutes, played 38 minutes at last game. Uh, do like him a good amount. Again, good matchup. And then I'm really high on the secondary plays as well. Holmes, Barnes, Bagley, Loved them all last late. I love them all again, even at their spectra prices. Holmes, 6.5K. Should, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, another guy we got to worry about that foul trouble concerns. But as long as he does, he probably plays over 30 minutes. He's a good point per minute guy. Harrison Barnes had to do a lot more with Noah Halliburton. Played 40 minutes, almost had a triple-double. I know he's been up and down, but um, I think he's going to have to step it up offensively. Uh, Marvin Bagley probably plays around 30 minutes. I like him. Buddy Heald, playable. Again, a little bit more rely on the scoring. He'd probably be my least favorite of the bunch, but um, still a good shooter. And, you know, he's had some upside games if he's hitting some shots. So he's not out of play. Value-wise, so originally they started, it was a seven-man rotation with Kojo and Jeffries off the bench. Kojo shot 0 of 7. Um, Jeffries didn't play a ton. And then they, at the end of the game, they, they added Bielitsa and Kyle Guy. Bielitsa is a good point per minute guy. He's at 4-2. It's a pretty big risk. Um, I think since he played pretty well last game that he will be in the rotation, but there's no guarantee here. So like he's a high risk, high reward value play. Um, there's a chance he gets a DNP. Uh, but if he, if he's in the rotation, if I knew he's going to play like 20 minutes tonight or 20 plus, I actually would like him a lot for value. 
But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you hit the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos you know when to go live. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.